This is Halftime with the Playmakers, your midweek partner with the live show, The Playmakers, that airs on WANM FM 90.5 on Saturdays from 1230 to 2 p.m. I am your host, Jeffrey Hood Jr., and we are back again with another episode. But tell me about this episode. I have some amazing guys in the studio with me. I am Michael Trim Jr. from the city, beautiful Orlando, Florida. I am Hafiz Long. I am from the beautiful city, the greatest city, Barrett, Louisiana. Going on is Jay Scott, the freshman on campus, ripping the 813. Some things don't change with y'all intros. I'm not going to lie. I thought 2024, we get better new improved intro what's wrong with my intro it's, yeah, not, about, it's not about the intro it's about the taste that we're gonna have right after the intro. you know you know it's 2024 we happy we got we got great news some some things happen so you know we gotta say we gotta say what's on our mind but how was your break though it was good what about you shoot i enjoyed my break my I man was in, so what was you you was in dr right international yes sir i mean great people i needed that break hey, look i got to get back on the horses so i was good man horses yeah i ride horses okay like, yoki like <laughs> okay, Yokis. Man, Tallahassee had me had me bored down here. I can't really do much. Okay, okay. okay. No offense to Tallahassee, it's still a beautiful city. It got the, one of the greatest schools in here. <laughs> that boy Yokis getting on horses. Okay, then. But speaking of 2024, somebody really shook it up. First day of the year, uh, Coach Willie Simmons departed from FAMU. Sadly, went to go and go to Duke University as a running back coach. What's your thoughts on that? Him leaving? Uh, we saw it coming. Like you got to think about it. He was having an historic just past three years at in a swag like lost i believe just one or two games every season and just the amount of all americans nfl draft picks yep. and just just people that he had just going into the league and, and just black competition in, in general so him leaving it wasn't really much of a surprise it was just more so when was it gonna happen because you knew them office was eventually gonna start coming but i'm happy for him though and i hope i wish him nothing but the best as a coach you don't really want to plateau in your career and i feel like he reached his ceiling here at famu with the celebration Bowl and a swag championship. He, he set out and got everything he wanted to get done accomplished. So the next step in his career, obviously, he said in an interview he wanted to be an FBS head coach. He has opportunity now at Duke. It opens up more doors within Power Five schools. So obviously, I'm happy for him. Sad to see him go, but yeah, I agree with Jalen. Uh, stepping stone in his career because he wants that FBS job, but obviously, you're not going to go from a HBCU head coach to an FBS job. So taking that Duke job, being the running backs coach, I think that was a good move for him. Manny Diaz got some history with him too, as well. So. Yeah, I- what, it was Middle at Tennessee. Miami together, right? Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. I remember we did we did talk about it in the group chat. It was like he's finna leave. We just had a feeling. We just mm-hmm. didn't know where. I was the one that said it. Yeah, he shot yourself up then. You yeah. caught it. I, I, I like you. It's, it's like what more could he do? Like the besides getting the uh, besides getting the FCS championship, which was like the highest, of the, highest. the highest of the highest for us to get. I believe this was our first celebration bowl in school history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our in our first swag championship, did everything. Hosted it at that since for, for a very long but, time. Come on now. So it's. it's it's just like you knew he was going. Like that's why I kept saying, "I like, man, will he leave?" Like it's no way that you telling me he's he's gonna he's gonna do this again another year. Like he probably wanted to leave last year because I remember uh, they said it was rumors that Dion was trying to get him to come to Colorado with him. That's true. And he turned it down. So I was like, okay, so now you got this year. I said, like I said, if he either go undefeated or he win the swag, win the celebration bowl, he he gone. But with that being said, who should replace him? I mean, that's a lot of big feet to step in yeah. now. But if you had to give like a good idea of like who. Would you want to replace him and see? What's your guys' thoughts on that? Coach, Coach Scott from uh, University. <laughs> I, I, I know he's. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's just it's, it seems like it's the perfect fit. Like if you think about it, Scott is from the Florida area, so he knows about the recruiting. Sebring, Florida knows about the recruiting background down here, and also I, I think North Carolina Central coach would be a good fit for us too. Yeah, some candidates I've seen be thrown around. 
obviously the coach from Central, he has a history with the um, AD here. It would help with recruiting, generate a big, big name. When you talk about getting a new coach, a lot of alumni, faculty, staff, people who just don't really watch a lot of college football, they want to have a big name. Oh, this person's going to FAMU, we're, take, we're taking it. Going back to back, Trey Oliver would fill that role. I know that Coach Colsey is the assistant head coach this past season. He's the interim head coach this year. And a lot of recent players have been advocating for him to get the, the head job. And I think that will be good in-house hire, um, not only for his effectiveness in recruiting, but um, it would save the university a lot of money, a lot of overhaul with the staff. They wouldn't have to, to change out positions. Clear our house, yeah. So I think that'll be a good, a good name. And I've seen Billy Roll be thrown around a lot. I'm not sure how he fits in. I mean, yes, he is an alumni and family Hall, Hall of Fame sports, but I, I would like to see somebody in-house, honestly. I, I think Coach Roll, uh, Coach Cozy, rather, would be, would be a good hire. I think we could get Curry Smart. Anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, it would be cool to see your pops come through just to see how he really operates. I mean, it would be really dope, but if not him, man, he better step up. That's all I got to say, whoever comes in, because a lot of big roles to fill in after that remarkable, what, three, four years? Yeah. Six. Mm -hmm. It was six years? It was three? It was real quick. It, was, it wasn't It was like five. No. He, he, came, he came in with the sweat. Yeah, so, I mean. Mm -hmm. my I whole think thing, this year was his fourth year. My whole thing with in-house hires, right, it usually never works. Sometimes. Sometimes. The reason why the reason why I say that is because you could, get, you could strike gold in a coach, but sometimes it's just like we look at player coaches as, okay, they're going to win now, but right. they don't give that same intensity that the old coach had. So that's why I say sometimes when when, the, when an old coach leaves, always bringing a new new face, new new regime, new identity to the team because it's like you're trying to recreate something that somebody else created that's not yours. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't work that way because you're still going off of the players that he that he had, not knowing what type of players that you want. So that that's why I feel as though like that's why I would say always go for a new coach. Don't really go in house, but I respect the in house. If it works, it works. If it don't, you heard it here first. Gotcha, gotcha. Now we're gonna move on to FAMU basketball non-con. Conference play is over with. Non-conference play is very rough for both of the teams. They just had a game this previous Saturday where they played Bethune-Cookman at Bethune-Cookman, and they both lost. Jalen Spear, 32 points, wasn't enough on the, on the men's side of the ball. Women's side of the ball, Ari and Olivia was getting to the chicken. Wasn't enough either. Fellas, what are you guys' expectations for swag play this year? I just hope it's better than non-conference play because non-conference play, let, let's be going women's, right? The women's non-conference play, I feel as though they could have won way more games and they lost. Absolutely. For sure. Because it's always been an issue every single game that when we looked at it, the games that they didn't get blown out and the games that they lost by a possession, it's always either the second or the third quarter that they always just come flat. And then it's like they lose by 10 points in each of those quarters. And then they try to make it back up in the fourth, which they do. They have a strong running, but they just don't know it's how to close. from behind, yeah. Yeah. And it's like we want to see them start from start from in front instead of every time be always being behind. And it's like when is it going to get to the point where everybody else is going to step up? Because it's been the same. Usually it's same been two. two. Mm -hmm. Or and three. Then, or three. If we being honest, it's really been, what, what's the name? Uh, Grace. Grizzle and Ashani. And Ashani. They have been sometimes the most. Sometimes Olivia. Sometimes, sometimes Olivia. But sometimes. it's but it's like you need more than just those three. Mm -hmm. You can't. Ari, Ari can't be the only person that's always scoring. And, and Shawnee can't be the only person that's always getting you consistent buckets. Yeah. Like you need more. You need more than just those two. And then you get Olivia that comes one or two games out of the, out of the, out of the fold. So it's just like the moment you start getting everybody in the game, 
I feel as though that they could actually have a chance to win the swag. I think in an overall standpoint, just the girls are are slowly but surely starting to buy into the culture that Coach Gordon is setting. Because you see it in the fourth quarter when they have these little runs come back. It's all about finishing. Now they got to start by getting ahead. And I think going into conference play will allow them to, to figure out who they are as a team as an, as an identity rather than, oh, we're just going to figure out the entire season. Because then you have nothing to show for it. Right. For the men's, I'm going to let y'all take that. I, I have no clue. We're going to stay on the men, women real quick. Let me, let me say something <laughs> about the women real quick. December 21st, Detroit Mercers. 72-66. Close game. December 22nd, Michigan was was bad. But it was bad. So we'll let that Have slide. you seen them girls from Michigan? Yeah, yeah. They, they it's it's like I think their whole team was over six bad. Yeah, we're gonna, like, let, we gonna we, let that we, slide. <laughs> North Florida, I know exactly where I was at. Right. I was at this Mexican restaurant with my friends in Atlanta. I'm watching the game because I think it was either Mike or you said something about how close the game was. So I'm like, let me just tune in real quick. It was like it was like a horn set. And Ari, I don't want to put you on blast, but it was a horn set. Ari goes goes under and just gives up. I said, bro, what are we doing? And it's like close. It's not like no first first quarter, second quarter. We're just being lackadaisical, just be chilling. No. Fourth quarter. I'm like, bro, what are we doing here? We're trying to win a game. They lost 71-76. BCU recently, honestly. Turnovers. Turnovers. Rebound. Hard. Finish. It's just all about finishing. If we can finish games, we can, we can win. We had, in that, in that BCU game, we had four opportunities to take the lead. Four. Four opportunities. I believe the score was 77 to 78. Mm-hmm. We went down. Missed. They got the ball. We fouled them. They missed. They missed the front end of the one and one. They got the rebound. Offensive back. rebound. Yep. They missed. They they made the first one. Missed the second one. We go down the field. We only down by two. Turnover. They come back. They get the ball again. Foul. They made the first one. Missed the second one. We get an opportunity again. We missed. Get an offensive rebound. Missed again. They get the ball. They missed both free throws. And we still was not able to get just two to three points. And it's just been like it's been the same recurring theme. Like the empty possessions that don't need to happen always end up happening and it's not like it's not good looks a lot of them actually do be good looks but it's like if you down by two why are you chugging up a three if you know that's not your strong suit yeah. get get the tie get something easy get something easy and quit and try to get and try to get the game started but these turnovers in the last couple of minutes is what the issue is but coach also said I, I quote this is what she said we were there when she said it Mike she said she's still trying to figure out who are her closing five is yeah. because like you like we all say it's inconsistency within the whole entire team she runs an all guard set and by at least by at least the fifth game of swag play she should know her her closing five yeah. mm-hmm. at least but mike what do you think what do you think about about the men about the men mm-hmm. this is tough because the men because we've seen them play against oregon you know saw that game yeah we see the men we seen the men play against oregon and it was very competitive and you've seen you know your a lot of the players that you brought in uh from the portal keith lamar and then a freshman kj parker who won Swag Impact Player? They made a they made a huge impact. You know, no pun intended, but they made a huge impact on that game. But you've seen the throughout the season they're very inconsistent. And obviously your Swag Impact freshman, he's not being as consistent as you want scoring the ball. Keith Lamar's probably been our most consistent player. And I just think I'm not expecting much from the men side of things in Swag Play. So I just think we should just be ready for you know a rebuilding summer. You know, get a new coach in there, bring some more players in from the portal that fit a system, find an identity. That's the one thing that we need to find because a, a lot culture of culture too that too because a lot of coaches want to say you know obviously defense most coaches are going to say defense their identity but you don't have the guys that can play defense and stuff like that so if you want to have a culture of, of defense if we decide to bring back coach mccullum then i think we should get players in there recruit players in there that can you know play a system and fit his role i mean fit his scheme and then not having a solid core big man is also a major issue it's no reason why shannon that shannon should not be averaging at least 13 and 8 9 and 3 is not 
it's not gonna cut it. But you, you came, he came from a, he came from a D1 program that was supposed to be, I believe, he came from what Mercer. He came from Mercer, Mercer University. Yeah, and and it's like we expected a lot from him. And the and coach had high, he had high praises for him after that Oregon game, but still not seeing, still not seeing it play what out. What talking about? Yeah. yeah, still, still waiting to see that. But it's like you, you, your best player is a freshman. Everybody else that's been here, all the transfers that's come here, it's just like it's no identity. So it's like when are we? That's what we got to figure out. What is, what's the next steps gonna be? Maybe might need to change the scenery. Okay, okay. Now, fellas, today is Monday. Victory Monday. Not only is it Victory Monday, it's the college football championship game is going on today, <laughs> seven thirty in Houston, H Town. But there were some semifinal playoff games, and I just want to hear your thoughts about it real quick, just real brief, real quick. I think that Michigan laid out a groundwork for what they want to do against Penix against Alabama. They were able to mix up some schemes, some stunts to get uh, Milrow off his off his uh, kilter. So they'll have to do the same thing against Washington. But I think it was a great game. I think committee got it right. We had some really entertaining committee games. for sure got it right. They definitely got it right because what that Texas game shouldn't even have came out to the last second. But I love that it did though. Man, I was rooting for Texas, boy. <laughs> I, man, Quinn Ewers, man, he did his thing, but Michael Penix is a different story, bro. They not my dark horse to win. I want Michigan to win, but it's hard not to vote for Michael Penix. And when you when you watch the game, Texas had many opportunities to win because their defense at first was not making any stops, but then their defense started making stops, and we see what Washington does. Their defense, it might not be a top defense, but when they need to make the stops, they always make the Get stops. The back to Penix, and and it, and it's and it's like it's hard for you. To say Michigan is gonna win because Washington is just as good, but we know what Michigan is gonna do against Washington. They're gonna run the ball, run the ball, and run the ball. Which game are we talking about? Either or, you can talk about Michigan and Bama or Washington and Texas. Either or. Uh, let's start off with Washington. Uh, I just want to get this off my chest. You know, Michael Penix. We're about to get into the quarterback rankings, but yeah, we are. He's gonna, he's gonna be very high and uh, very accurate. I think he's what 22, 23, about 23, somewhere around there. So I think the age is gonna be something that hinders him from becoming, you know. One of them top, sure. one of the top ten draft picks, but I definitely think he's he's more he deserves a top a top top ten draft pick. Okay. He should be one of the first quarterbacks off the board. All right, so speaking of rankings, if you had to rank the college the quarterbacks in the college football playoffs, what would you rank them at? The college football playoffs or just playoffs? No playoffs. Oh no playoffs. playoffs. Oh. So we're Ewers, Milrow, Mil- Ewers, okay. Milrow, Autumn, JJ. Autumn. Oh well, we well we know number one is gonna be Michael Penix. I number think we're on the green. Yeah, that. number two is definitely Quinn Ewers. I, I feel like. And yeah. number three, McCarthy. I'm gonna go McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. Milrow did and, not. And Melro, it's like it's like you want you want to see him do good, but it's like you want to see your brother do good, but if we're, going, if we're going in the playoffs and how they perform, the yes, playoffs, well, that's what we're doing. Yes, then then yeah, but if we're not doing that and we're just going off regular season, I think Melro should be higher than JJ McCarthy. Are you crazy? No, yeah, bro, what? He was number one QBR from week one, so probably week eight, nine, maybe. Who McCarthy? No, yes. it was Penix and then McCarthy. No, no this that, it was actually Jaden Daniels. He was then, uh, but yeah, but like he was always like. Top five, he was all around that yeah, top five. They're, they're area all of those quarterbacks were in the top five of QBRs. Not not all. Not Milro. Oh no, well not I'm saying Milro. No, 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 not Milro. Not but I just think what Milro did, you know, completely changed his season around and playing flawless in those what last ten weeks of the season, I think I think he had a better season than McCarthy. It's because Milro decided, you know what, I'm gonna use what I'm gonna use my God given talent to make me a better quarterback. And if you see, like a lot of his a lot of his great plays came from when he made something happen, when he rolled out the pocket, making people miss, running the ball, making defenses afraid of his running game. Michigan was not scared of his running game. They blitzed him. Yeah, they dared him to run. They made him. Un- 
uncomfortable. They made him so uncomfortable he couldn't really throw the ball like he wanted to. And that and that's and that's what that's what a lot of teams couldn't do this year. Georgia should, Georgia did it, but Georgia they didn't did, keep it yeah. up. I about to say Georgia that gave the out problem. the blueprint, but Georgia's offense was the problem. And when Georgia's offense couldn't move, Milro was in and the and the Bama boys was able to run the ball, get them little short yardage games, you know, keep the chains moving, mm-hmm. and that's how they beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. But if we being realistic, Jalen Milro has not played a good season all year. He's played an okay season for him to win. This was the bad year. Like me and you, LSU fans. If LSU had a smidget of defense, me just, and you. Are you ain't an LSU fan? Yeah, I'm not I was a fan at all. No. I'm like <laughs> me and you, man. You have me lost at me and you. Oh man, man I, don't, I don't even care for that boy right there. <laughs> nah, but as an LSU fan, if LSU had a smidget of defense, just just a sprinkle of defense, we would have won the SEC West because we had yeah, the I, we I had, had LSU greatest, winning. We yeah, had, had the greatest offense. The West for sure. But but it's like we just can't stop nobody. But my whole thing is like when Jalen Milro played against us, he didn't even have a pass. He had four, he had four rushing touchdowns. Well, that being said, fellas, the game's at seven thirty. What does Michigan have to do to win, or what does Washington has to do to win? Okay, so for Michigan, they are gonna have to continue to try and make it up on Penix. They ran. I counted. Watch back on film. They had eight different stunts against Alabama. That means mm-hmm. they had tackles. They came off the edge. They brought their outside linebackers. They switched between the dime and the nickel package. Now this will allow Penix to either have time in the pocket or not because they're gonna send all the dogs after him. Now the problem with Alabama was they had no true wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Romazume, if you give him time with Penix, he's gonna carve you up. And I think that it, for in order for Michigan to, to win, they're gonna have to get creative with, with their play calling. They're gonna send people off the corner, gonna have to load the box, keep the pressure on Penix as much as possible. For Michigan, run the ball. I mean, country said it beautifully, run the ball. Also, don't get down. Don't get down. They haven't played from <laughs> behind all season until uh, Alabama. That being said, they cannot turn the ball over. They can't do it on offense, and they dang sure can't do it on special teams. Y'all know how I was in the group chat watching that whole game. Special <laughs> teams, bro, the little things. But I like Washington in the shootout. Okay. What's your country? I like I like Michigan, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Michigan going to play a grand, um, brand of defense that Washington hasn't seen all year. They're going to get up on them receivers, and they're going to blitz, and they're going to blitz, blitz, blitz. Blitz, Bama, blitz. <laughs> well, Oregon tried the same thing twice, and they but beat Oregon, them. Oregon don't got the DBs there. Yeah, that, that's true. Like, Michigan's DBs. Well, Kyrie Jackson, don't, don't, don't got to disrespect. I mean, Washington has one good DB himself. I don't know his first name. I don't know his last we, name. We talking we talk about a core of DB. Oh, like a yeah, uh, like defensive back core. Defensive back unit. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so for sure. Michigan could do like we watched against Bama. They 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 confused Milro the whole entire time. He thought it was cover two, and they was doing they was over cover one, throwing a blitz. Then then for but for Michigan, they just got to run the ball, keep the ball out of uh, Penix's hand, and they gonna have an amazing game. Uh, yeah, to piggyback off of what they said, Penix is very accurate. So I think continuing to put pressure on Michael Penix, uh, that's the formula to win the game for Michigan. Will Johnson has to have a all-star game right now. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's that's the matchup inside the game right now, right between him and uh, Romazuma. I also think it's O-line versus D-line because that's a good offensive line. That's a great defensive front right there. Yeah, trench play. And it's, and, and it's, and so it's trench play going to come up really big. Yeah. I think whoever had the ball last is going to win the game. I, I said a shootout. Shootout? I, um, I think so. It, it may be. It may be. Don't, 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 don't discourage Michigan. Now. I was going to say, because like, Michigan's Michigan problem could, uh, in previous games, they weren't able to keep up scoring. They have been able to answer every single time. Because if we, if we look at the Michigan offense, yeah, they don't pass the ball like that because their team is just so smash mouth that nobody can stop their running game. So it's just like, why 
how would you force a pass? You, you can, can get eight yards a pop. Why? why? If, if you if yeah. you run if you run the ball thirty times and you get two hundred eighty yards, why? What's the purpose of passing the ball? That's true. Well, with that being said, fellas, I got Michigan. I got Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. Honestly, nothing to be said. I've been saying JJ. Everybody's calling me crazy by JJ, but I'm saying JJ's Michigan. not good though. People like you. Yep. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> people be, like you. I mean, what quarterback isn't gonna be good? Or all you got to do is this. If this is all you doing the whole entire day, I sound like Brock Purdy. You see what Brock Purdy? Yeah. We gonna we gonna say that for later though. We gonna jump in some college basketball fellas college basketball has been jumping recently a lot of teams have been looking bad a lot of teams have been living up to expectations and some surprising players have popped out of nowhere but with that being said who do you have in a good or bad way that's been doing good as a team or a player or bad as a team or a player so my player is still dj Harvey. okay he's still not living up to the expectations that kentucky had for him granted i understand he has an all-star core around him but he's just not looking like so he's kind of getting lost in the sauce yeah he's okay. looking like more he's becoming a role player than an actual star on the team. Talking about DJ Wagner? Yeah. I said DJ Harvey. My bad. <laughs> I knew what you said. Yeah, DJ, DJ Wagner. Yeah. For me, DJ Wagner, that's a good one. You know, he hasn't been playing up to expectations, but I'm going to go with uh, Jackson Shellstead from Oregon. He's been playing some really good basketball, shooting the ball at a 51% clip from the field and 43% from three, and Oregon Ducks are undefeated in Pac-12 play. <clears throat> I'm going to go Kylan Boswell out of Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, they had... Yes. That's a good one. I, yes. That's listen, a good one. Listen, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't yes. watch college basketball like that, but I peep game. And um, he had a good, he was huge in the road win against Duke. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was a big game right, I watched right, earlier. Right. <laughs> you you fast with other games, I mean. But you're looking at his 2022 stats compared to his 2023 stats. Huge jump. 4.6 4. points per game last season, 13.5 points per game this season. He's, his rebound has gone up, averages per game. I mean, across the board, his stats have been better. And he's made Arizona better as a team. I'll go as far as team first. First, I say a player team, I say Creighton. Creighton's been disappointing. They were top 10 before the season started. I believe now the rankings came out there 23. That's bad. Is that really that bad? From top 10 to 23? I mean, they still in the top 25. But they weren't they weren't ranked originally before oh, this okay, one. Okay, that's okay, what I'm okay, saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, another team I say is Clemson. Clemson's always been knocking at the door. ACC, they always been knocking at the door. But now they're actually looking legit, a legit contender to Duke. Or even North Carolina. Speaking of North Carolina, a player, RJ Davis. RJ Davis last year, he really couldn't shoot. He He's uh, averaging 20.6 points a game. 39.6 from three and 43.4 from the field. RJ Davis has been a standout. He also leads the league and well, not the league, but ACC and points per game. So RJ Davis has been doing his thing. You know, I always said when he first got into, when he first got into college, he couldn't shoot or he wasn't just the right guy. But now he's looking like the right guy with Elliot Cadeau helping him out from time to time. It hurts my heart to say North Carolina and a, a guy that's been improving. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give RJ Davis some love. I guess RJ Davis some love. But that being said, we're gonna have some NFL now. Oh, real quick too, another. Thing that has really been slept on is South Carolina. South Carolina men's basketball is actually pretty good this year. Just cause they beat us. Who? <laughs> Just cause they beat us. I mean, if you if you see what they had them predicted to be at the SEC. Oh no, for sure. But now, like they're at the top of the SEC for for at the moment, and at they the only moment, lost yeah. one game. So I'm just saying, South Carolina's a team to look out for. For sure, for sure. Now let's talk about some NFL fellas. The regular season is over with. Playoffs start this Saturday, Wild Card Saturday. But man, let's get into these quarterbacks real quick, fellas. If you had to rank NFC and AFC quarterbacks, don't combine them, just separate them from one to seven. Per conference, like per comp, yeah, don't 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 combine them. Don't combine them. All right, I'll start it off. Uh, I'm trying to start off first. NFC or AFC? Let's go AFC. 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 Yeah. All right, so at one we got Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Whoa. <laughs> 
That's your. I'm sorry. Y'all know who it is, Miss A13. That was crazy. But I'm gonna let you explain. Are you serious? No, no, no. I want to hear him explain. Go ahead. Yeah, explain, Trump. Explain. So we're talking right now, not not history. Patrick Mahomes. Go ahead. So Mahomes at one, Lamar at two, Stroud at three, Allen at four, Flacco at five, Tua, and then Mason Rudolph. Are you serious right now? As a heart attack. Heart attack ain't that serious. Are you serious right now? You're taking Lamar. You're taking Patrick over Lamar. Are you serious right now? You taking Patrick over too? Who has the? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That. Yeah. But did you not just see it, bro? Did you not see that game last night? Yeah, I'll give him Patrick. I get it. Bro, what? Yes, Patrick. Lamar is the MVP. Okay, that's cool. But Lamar's also playing on a better roster, top to bottom. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 No, no, you put Rashad. No, no, no. Rashad doing it. We're not doing it. If you're not doing it, you put Rashad. No, bro. No, the Chiefs lead the league in the lead the league Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Patrick Mahomes throw I don't want to hear that. No. Since Lamar Jackson has been in the league, what receivers has he had? All right. Thank you. What receivers has he had? Since we want to go that, we want to go that route. Right. What receivers has he had? He hasn't had any. But I don't I don't like how I don't like how he's using that as an excuse right. for Thank for why you. they're playing so bad. Bro, there have been quarterbacks that have had scrubs as receivers and have still made a great impact or have elevated those receivers to be better. This is actually a conversation we was we having over the break, bro. Right. Come on, Trill. Be whole, real. Like, come on, man. I, be real, I, I, I love Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes one of my favorite quarterbacks. Bro. But we're being honest, Pat Mahomes has not looked good this year. And, and we and we could say, okay, the lack of help, the lack of this, guess what? He still got Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's been dropping balls too. Nobody's bro. Nobody's saying. So why so why is it that when Lamar had nobody, everybody was, oh, he gotta work with what he has. Because relative but, to expectations, you all have to know that when there's expectations on the best, he's a top two quarterback of all time. So when there's expectations, you're like, okay. Top two of all time? Top two of all time, yes. It's Brady, it's Mahomes. Oh, we just bro. Had, bro, why, so Joe why? Montana doesn't exist, Dan Marino Mahomes. doesn't exist. In his five years, Pat Mahomes. In six seasons, Patrick Mahomes has a Hall of Fame resume. What other quarterback do you know in their first five seasons starting oh has had a Hall of Fame resume? Oh my God. Ben Rathersberger. I thought Austin Tom Brady. Was, no, no. no. I Peyton thought Manning. Austin, listen, listen. I thought Austin was bad, but you're worse. <laughs> Tom, no, you're worse. I thought How? Austin was bad, bro. How? No, no, no. I respect your take, but I'm just saying, like, because you like you give an excuse for Pat Mahomes for, re, for the same excuse you won't give Lamar Jackson. Oh, Pat Mahomes had, doesn't have help this year, but when Lamar Jackson ain't had help, he when still no, won the MVP. Lamar barely got running backs. Everybody dropping like flies. So I have a question. I have a question. So this is the same receiving core that the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with, minus Juju, right? Yeah. And they lead the league in drops this year. You think but who, they, but who, they, who, they, who are they missing? Who are they, they, what is the key piece they, they missing right now? What you gonna say, Tyreek Hill? No, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. No, bro. Because if they if his receivers drop half the ball, don't drop half the balls. They're what the number one seed in the uh, AFC? Nah, I, I don't think so. The uh, I can count three games in my hand. The Lions. Okay. Uh, the Tony uh, fumble. That, uh, that. Yeah, I mean not fumble, but uh, he didn't catch the ball. Packers game when MVS dropped the ball, and then the Bills. Game. The Bills game because he was all sad. And, yeah. and that, that was all set, bro. Okay, okay, okay. That was third. That was thirty-five, right? That was thirty-five. Let, let, let's 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 take that logic. Since everybody want to keep blaming the refs on that logic, okay? It was thirty-five. They didn't get the touchdown. Guess what? It was five minutes left in the game, ladies and gentlemen. They still had the ball to get a first down, right or wrong? Did they get a first down? Or did they punt the ball? They punted the ball. They defense can make the stop, and guess what? They lost the game. I don't want to hear that. Stop bringing that excuse up. Like that excuse doesn't mean anything right now. Like y'all, like everybody keep giving Pat Mahomes. The oh, it's, it, they giving him the uh, Justin Herbert treatment. Oh, it's not his fault. No, it's not, no, no, it's no, not no, his no, fault. No, no, no. It's everybody else's fault, but Justin no, no. Herbert. I'm not like, gonna let you do that because Herbert, you can't do that. Herbert is Herbert is mid. 
played. You can't do that. That's what I'm saying. If you're if you're that guy, you can win a game when you're up what 27-0, something like that. Whatever it was. So when you not, come into the league with help, you, win, even, you should be winning games. He's not even in the same conversation as Patrick Mahomes. So what history tells me is when Patrick Mahomes receivers are catching the ball, they're the they're the favorite to come out of the. Uh, I mean, I conference. think that every quarterback when their receivers are catching the ball, they they're able to win the game, right or wrong. That's right. You're right. So what are we talking about here? Patrick Mahomes is not. He's not. I, honestly, the ranking goes. Yeah, you is, go, Yeah. Is Mar uh -huh. CJ. Uh -huh. Josh Allen, yes. Joe Flacco, Pat yes. Mahomes, Mason Rudolph, yes. and bro, are we or, or, or slash Kennedy Pickett. Slash Kennedy Pickett. Are, we, are we forgetting who Patrick Mahomes is, bro? No, we're not. Forgetting we're talking Pat right Mahomes. now. We're, we're talking about talk right now. We're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about history. all time. Yeah. The reason why right we brought now. all time is because what you said about all time. Like, granted, Pat Mahomes has had an amazing career to start off, For sure. but you cannot take away from the legends that had played the game before him. Like, he doesn't even have their numbers yet. Granted, he's getting up there, but he hasn't had what they what they have accomplished besides. What's the name? Uh, Dan Marino, because mm -hmm. Dan Marino ain't had no ring. Yeah. But everybody else has is right there with Pat Mahomes. It's called trajectory. This man. You can Jaylen. see where he's headed, bro. Jaylen he won go. two Super Bowls go. in five years. Jalen go. Jalen go. I'm gonna go Lamar. I'm gonna go CJ. I'm gonna go Tua. I'm gonna go Pat. And I'm gonna go Flacco and Miss Rudolph. Okay. No Josh Allen. Hey Josh Allen. Yeah. So Josh Allen and Miss Rudolph. Okay. Whoa. Josh Allen's pretty low. You're bored. You know what? After last night, mm -hmm. he mm. played terrible. I say I say the last game of Josh, uh, uh, the last five games of Josh Allen has has saved him. Yeah. From people sure. calling. Because outside of that, yeah, it was because he was he was. Yeah. For sure. I think I think after the loss to the Eagles, it changed a lot of Josh Allen's play for the better. Because when he played against the Cowboys, he did not look like that. Well, he didn't even pass the ball, so that, yeah, that doesn't even count. But he has looked better since that Eagles game. For sure, for sure. My list is Lamar, CJ. I'm taking Josh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Then I'm going Joe. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Then I'm going Tua. Then I'm going Mason Rudolph slash Kennedy Pickett. Who, who, who did they? Who did they go with? They they go on Mason Rudolph right for the uh, playoffs, right? I said slash Kennedy because you know no you no no. I, I, I'm asking who they going for the they playoffs. Haven't announced they haven't announced it. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said slash Kennedy Pickett because. But am I? What you think? Lamar one, CJ Stroud two. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to go with Nah. You know what? I'll put I'll put Josh Allen three. I'll put Tua four. And then uh, honorable mention because he's been playing better than Patrick Mahomes. Put Joe Flacco five, but I'm gonna give that fifth spot to Patrick Mahomes. Six spot to Pat Mahomes. Six spot to Mason Rudolph for Kenny Pickett last. All right, fellas. NFC. NFC. No, no crazy takes like Mike. Country uh, go. Yeah, you already know who I'm gonna go number one. So number one, Dak Prescott. That's respectable. Number two, Brock Purdy. Yep. Number three, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Playing some great ball. Yeah. Number four, jo uh, Jared Goff. Number five is Jalen Hurts. Not nah, matter of fact, I take that back. Not nah, number. Number five, not Jalen Hurts. Number five, what's the what's the boy? Jordan Love? Jordan Love, yeah, that's okay. why that's why I was trying to put number six, Jalen Hurts, and number seven, Baker. Baker, the re Baker would have been higher because he did have a stretch of game when he was just like lights out. But like I told him, I watch Baker come back to reality, and guess what? He came back to reality. It's it's Baker. When you have expectations for Baker Mayfield, he does not meet them. But when you don't have expectations for him, he that's when he play. I'm like, what is what, what's wrong with Brody? My list is dang near like country. Just switch six and seven because I think Baker has been playing. Really good recently. He's playing some football recently. Last his last game, I mean no touchdowns, but I think he's been playing some good football. I'll say I'll say my list is kind of similar. Like I'll have Dak at the one spot. I'm gonna put Jared Goff at the two. I like Brock Purdy at the three. For four, I'm going to pick. I like Jordan Love at the four spot because just the way he just changed the perception of how the Packers team looked. Like at the beginning of the season, we weren't sure what they were gonna be. They were a young team. They have a young wide receiver core, a young quarterback. But the fact that he was able to take them to the playoffs that speaks volumes 
to me. And five, I'll put Baker Mayfield because if you look at Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield's stats, they're kind of similar. They both have eight fumbles on the season. Uh, Baker does have one rushing touchdown. Jordan Love does have more, but Baker has more passing yards and, you know, they both taking their team to the playoffs. So my list is like yours country, very similar. But now let's talk about these matchups. We're going to start with, we're going to do quick picks. I'm, I'm going to keep a tally. So next episode, next week, I'm going to say who's right, who's wrong, who has the most points, who has the most points. Just bracket. Oh, we keep no score tally. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm doing it. All right. So first game, Cleveland at Houston. Who you got? I like Houston. I like Houston. I like Cleveland. I like Houston. And they're in their home. All right, I remember that. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas, City. Kansas City. Okay. Pitt at Buffalo. Pitt, who's Buffalo. Buffalo. No, oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. With uh, no TJ. At Buffalo or Buffalo? Buffalo. With no TJ. No at Buffalo. Buffalo. NFC. Eagles at Tampa. Bucks all day. Give me the Bucks. Matter, 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 matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, we match up very well with the Eagles. Contrary to belief, like whether people want to say we suck or not, we actually match up very well with them. And they're on a decline. Uh, no, they are on a decline. They're on, they're, they're on like a horrible Brown decline. Injured. Their passing defense is atrocious. Rushing defense hasn't been getting to the quarterback, and our offensive Their line has actually been is terrible. competent. Like our like our the Bucks offensive line, except for like maybe like a few mishaps here and there, we've been kind of competent uh, as an offensive line. So I don't see them sacking Baker like that in this game. So yeah, I got Bucks. Y'all, y'all played them in the uh, in the regular season, right? Yeah, so we played them in the regular season. I remember that game vividly. <laughs> we got smacked. That was when they were uh, on their. 10 win. 10 and 1. Yeah, that was the 10 and 1 time span. We played them before in the playoffs when we had Brady. Hmm. They they couldn't even score a touchdown, which is why, like, watching them from back then, even to that regular season game, we got smacked. We just match up well with them. It just really comes down to Baker and it comes down to our defense being able to stop Jalen Hurts. So now we don't have to worry about AJ Brown and we might not have to worry about Jalen Hurts either because he's got a dislocated finger in his throwing arm. Yeah, with all that said, I I do like the Bucks too. I, I feel as though like it's 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 closer than what a lot of people making it a scene. The spread is what five point five. I think it really should be like Eagles minus one. Uh-huh. And yeah. contrary to belief, but the Eagles have been playing bad football since they since they lost since they lost at the link to the Niners. It's been bad. Now Jared Goff goes back to Ooh, Detroit. Let's get dicey. Rams or Detroit? Give me the Lions. I got the Lions. I got the Rams. I don't know. I got the Lions, man. Lions just a better team in my opinion. The Rams been playing good too. Like that's not. That's no way to deny that, but the Lions are a better team. You said you had who again? I got, I got the Rams. Okay. But the Lions are in a predicament, though. They just lost their rookie tight end, so I don't know how that's going to affect the matchups. Yeah, that might. I mean, but Zach Ertz is available right now, so they oh. might grab Zach Ertz. They okay. might. That would be smart of them. Who you, you had again, Jalen? I had Lions. Lions. Okay. I'm writing this down. Next game, McCarthy versus old team, Green Bay Packers. I like the Cowboys because we at home. Cowboys are at home? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll be different. I'm going to choose the Packers. They're, they got a confidence boost. They go into the playoffs. They really have have nothing to lose because they've already exceeded the expectations that were already set before them. So I expect them to just go out and play some good football and Jordan Love to just do what Jordan Love has been doing all season. Give me Cowboys. That good CD is it's just man. That's a dangerous duo. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. They got too many playmakers. And, and now and now the everybody else is starting to step up too. You know Brandon Cooks doing his thing. You got Jake Ferguson looking like another promising tight end. Y'all just need a good run game. A promising run but game y'all if be you, set. If you seen the game yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. The run game actually came to life. Just a Which, tad bit, yeah. Yeah, just a tad bit, but it's like, that's all we've been asking for all season. Like, that was the Tony Pollard that we thought we was going to be getting all year. Now that, I, I hope that goes into the next week, you feel me? Because that's going to help That's gonna help us win the games. And we don't turn the ball over as much, so keep that down to a minimum. And the fact that we almost played a keen game was 
actually amazing to me. Not to see my team had more than 10 penalties is is a win. Okay. Now let's talk about a little bit more about NFL. Fellas, the offseason is slowly upon us, and there's a lot of head coaches that have been fired lately as far as the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, the Chargers, the Falcons, and potentially the Patriots. Fellas, which out of these teams I just named is the most attractive head coaching position? I say the most attractive job right now is the Washington Commanders job. Hear me out. Hear me out. You have a ton of cap space. You have five picks in the top 100 and you have the number two overall pick so as a coach you can you can build your team just from that right there like you have money you have capital you can do what you need to do but if you're talking about like the falcons falcons it's just quarterback plug-in you should be able to start winning i don't know why arthur smith could not do that like i don't know what his issue with with, with fantasy football was he just chose not to use Bijan or uh drake london made no sense but guess what it got you the boot that's what you wanted so who should they go for as far as the commanders who should they go for should be enemy get the head coaching job or what you think i think you should give him a shot i think you should but knowing the nfl and knowing what we known he's not gonna get that shot even though he's made their offense look better not that it's not much that he could do without the defense but i don't know i hope they do give me enemy a shot though i think another interesting team to look out for is the patriots that's the patriots oh yeah like yeah i i really don't think bill belichick might come back i don't think he is i mean he's under contract is he though the, yeah for no one more year for one more year yeah they could either trade him and get draft picks or whatever or just let him go and then he gets the money that was supposed to be there for the following year so so from what i've read i it looks like they might just let him go and just pay him the compensation yeah. on the back end mm -hmm. which which would make sense i see another team you said was the chargers mm -hmm. um i see harbaugh if he wins that national championship they're gonna be the first ones to call like his phone like hey I don't think Harbaugh want to come back to the NFL. Yeah, though. but it's like it's like why I, I wouldn't think he, he though? would be, but I don't think I don't think I, he'd be you mean to me I could be in LA instead of Michigan. Yeah, I mean, what I'm getting paid a hundred million dollars to be in college. They double that in NFL. I promise you, LA got good money. What what NFL, what NFL coach is making over a hundred million dollars? They'll find a way to give him that Bro, money. He's making a hundred mil. Yeah, in Michigan. They'll find a way. College to coaches get paid more than NFL coaches. A hundred mil, like a year? Not no, a year. Not a year. Say. I'm saying his contract is like I think it's what like ten for like eleven or something like that. His contract is crazy. I, th I, th I th yeah, that's a good point. Like if you look at Dabo Sweeney contract, you look at Kirby Smart, you look at Nick Saban, you look at what's his name Brian Kelly, you look at all these and, and these college football coaches, they all making more than ten million dollars a year. Not too many NFL coaches is making more than five. Wow. But NFL is the dream job, which makes no sense to me. To answer your question, Jeff, it's hard to tell right now. The playoffs still got to play out. We then got to move into a couple first weeks of the offseason. We probably won't see anything substantial until it's about draft time. Jim Harbaugh contract extension. They're, they're, they're offering them 125 mil to stay. See, they, 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 see, I told you, like, the Chargers probably been, like, applying that pressure for real. Had to. And Michigan is like, nah, you ain't going nowhere, brother. I'm, I'm just saying, college, you got got more freedom you feel yeah. I, I not only that but you have more responsibility that's why a lot of coaches especially as they get older they want to go to the nfl it's less you have you have a, a draft season you have a regular season if you're lucky you have the postseason outside of that college you got recruiting season they, you, they got, you got you gotta fly boosters. left and right you after. gotta fly you got yeah. nil deal you got transfer portal now you got the regular season then you got the playoffs now you're talking about having a 12 seated playoffs that's even longer college football season yeah I, I, yeah college is more more demanding and that's why you pay more yeah. yeah i would say that but that's why they also got recruiting coordinators people to go out to recruit 
so the head coach doesn't have to do it as much unless it's a big time. I would say those are the ones you just see, oh, they picked up whoever from Chaminade, like a three star or something. But you want for the big names, you're going to have that coach that fly. Nick Saban taking helicopters to go <laughs> school in Alabama. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, I actually agree with you, but I'm just saying that money that you're making, look, what, my man, my man got to pay $76 million to get fired. Like, <laughs> let me get that. <laughs> That's crazy. You telling me all I got to do is work and, and be bad and not get seven wins? Okay, million. cool. Got it. I think it should be real interesting where Ben Johnson goes as far as offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. It should be very interesting for him. Also, too, defensive coordinator from the uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, yeah. Dan Quinn. He's yeah, all, his yeah. name's been out there. Our special teams coordinator, Bone Fossil, same, same name been out there. We've heard we heard the uh, offensive coordinator from Houston, Texas. They, he, he just came from the Mike, he just came from the uh, the coaching tree of Mike Shanahan, which is actually an amazing coaching tree. Y'all gotta go back and look. I don't know, I don't understand how Washington was bad. Yeah, I, I still don't understand that. That, that is ridiculous. It very, it really is, fellas. Now we're gonna hop in some NBA talk. Trade deadline is upon us. My question, to you guys, is what move would you want to see your favorite NBA teammate? We're gonna start with the Magic fan right here, Mr. Makibi. Honestly, I really don't think we need to make any like drastic changes. If you've watched us like play for the past couple of games, like we've really been, I think I think the thing with our team is we have to understand how to stop beating ourselves in the foot late in the game. Like that game against the Sacramento Kings, that's a prime example of us just not being disciplined down the stretch when it counts. And that's the difference between a team that's playoff ready and a team that's still kind of trying to figure out their identity. But I love our rotation. I love when uh, Jamal Mosley puts in Gogo Bataze. Uh, we have that that kind of pick and roll action with Franz and Paolo and his brother Mo. I love that pick and roll. Our three point shooting has been pretty decent so far. Uh, we're competing, like we're competing with all these top teams. Uh, another game I'll point out: a game with the Warriors. I watched that game from start to finish the other night, and it was again just another prime example of we just have to learn how to stop beating ourselves in the foot. I think what's gonna kill us down the stretch as it comes closer to the playoff time is really turnovers because yeah. a lot of teams that play us score a lot of their points especially in the second half off of our turnovers so if we minimize our turnovers we minimize those second chance opportunities for the other team and you know i think we'll be in great shape but if it ain't broke don't fix it we're fourth in the east right now we're playing good um not getting ahead of myself right now but you know there's plenty of ball left to play but i think we're fine just how we are we just have to fix those couple of things and we'll be good i think i should add a little bit more shooting just a just a tad bit more shooting that's my only thing with y'all like as far as like a three-point shooter yeah, because i sure. mean we got that we just had a game last night against the hawks sam houston dropped 25 points seven plus three-pointers so i think it's just i think it if, if it's a matter of shooting i think it's a matter of how jamal mosley chooses to use like whatever rotation he runs because yeah really, Caleb Houston, he can shoot yeah Michigan, like, he can really shoot like the rotation that i've seen in the last five days they work but the rotation i saw last night against the hawks it really worked especially when it came to three-point shooting so i think it's just a matter of just our rotation because we got the shooters. Jalen Sugg has been shooting better from three. Cole Anthony's been shooting better from He's three. He's actually had a great season this year. That's the, not being talked about. Yeah, Jaylen like Suggs, um, that, that is. You know, the only player I'll say that isn't a great three-point shooter is Paolo. I think that's one flaw in Anthony his game. Black up there too. Yeah, Anthony Black too. Um, but he wasn't really drafted for three-point shooting. Yeah, he more was, defensive purposes. For yeah, and honestly, he's been doing his thing yeah. too with that. So you know, time will tell. Just still a young team, but I still stand on what I said. I do think we'll make the plan, and potentially the way we're looking right now we'll make the playoffs i got y'all as a playoff team i don't really see too many other teams in the east that's like up there up there mm -hmm. but I, I would i would i mean that's the that's the, that's the expectation you got on your team but i feel as though like that you kind of lowballed your team but you know 
you see it more than I do. I mean, I just, I just know, especially the past two years, I just know how how it's gonna play. Gonna I just play know how it looks, especially when it gets time for February, March, and in April, and in May. Um, I just know, I just know how it how it goes later down the stretch. So if we can finish a season with more wins than we had last year, that's a win in my book. I had us making the play-in. We're currently in like a four four-way tie for fourth place right now. So it's real tight because you know you got the Knicks right there, the Cavs right there, the Miami Heat right there the Pacers right there so every game counts like this stretch right here every game counts so okay see fan what you think right now I don't I don't think it's anything that we need to do to disrupt the team you want to go get Siakam nah because it's like you're gonna have to give up too much mm -hmm. we have a we have a great rotation going on on our bench that anybody can come in and play because we run a 11 man team like it's not, team okay see okay yeah so y'all tough yeah so it's not it's not like we run a it's not like we run seven people or we run like eight to nine we run actually like 11 and 12 on a, on a good day we mind you we just lost two straight man it happens but went from two to three and now we back at uh second we back at second in our division but at the end of the day we still we still got some growing pains i just feel as though like we're a young team so the the more experience that we have the better we're going to become i feel as though like we're probably going to end the season as a three seed once the season is over but you know that them boys in la they got the money they got the gm they're gonna make some moves Happen. How how far in the playoffs do you see the Thunder going? I think I think more so like we're probably gonna win the first round and that's about it. Yeah, we're, right. we're gonna have to play either one of them uh LA teams or y'all don't think y'all can beat the Lakers in the seven game? Not the Lakers, the Clippers. Clippers been playing some that's tough. <laughs> they have been playing some great B ball, can't lie. And then uh what's it called? Do you still also still I, I I know they look old, they look like they wash, but you never count out Steph Curry. Never count out yeah. Steph Curry. Man, I'm counting them out. <laughs> and, and the way it's looking, if, if if the season was to end today, the Timberwolves would be number one, the Nuggets would be number two, and it seemed like in that second round we would have to play the Nuggets, which is a bad matchup for us. What about you, Jalen? Miami Heat fan? So the problem with the Heat always when it comes to offseason and trading is that we can never put together a convincing enough package. Now, I do think a strong suit for this us this season has been how deep our bench goes. Mm -hmm. When you pull off Triple J off the bench, you have Josh Richardson, you have Kyle Lloyd when he wants to show up. I think <laughs> Kyle Lloyd is, is really inconsistent. Duncan Robinson, another inconsistent player. When he's hot, he's hot, but when he's not, it's like a different, he's, it's a waste of space out there. And I think if like we were to make a move, five. yeah, if we were to make a move, although Duncan has been more consistent this season, it would have to go for another shooter. I'm not sure who on the market would be a great replacement for Duncan Robinson. Buddy Hill. But well, yeah, Buddy Hill or the um the guard from the Celtics. Was it Pritchard or all oh, Payne Pritchard? Pritchard. Yeah, Payne Pritchard. Pritchard. Yeah. Was I mean that year? that's that's a, that's another Duncan Robinson if you ask. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So that's like, it's like just smaller. Like if, if we're being honest, who is on the market that you can say will make your team better exactly. right now? Pascal Siakam. Well, okay. Why, well, why, I was gonna get, I was gonna get to that. I don't I don't believe that. I honestly don't believe that. I believe that he is good in Toronto. That's where I feel as though that's where his best. Where, where would you put Pat, uh, uh, Siakam at? Sacktown right now. Sacramento Kings. Sacramento. If they didn't back out right now, yes. So bonus at the five. Siakam no, at the four. All right, all right. That's what? Cool. That's cool for them. What would he do for our team? That, and that's what I was gonna say. Okay, he could fit in with OKC. How? Yeah, like you put Dort off the bench. Put Jalen. Why, why would you put Jado better? Why, why would you do that though? Because you want off. Dort is the best Dort. defensive player right now in the league. Okay, and but, he also is a great, great shooter. But but Williams can defend either. Williams could defend. All right. And he can score. All right. Put him at the three. Have Dort off the bench. But with the second unit. But it's like why? So you all right, so let's 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 
look at OKC star five, it, it yeah. kind of changes a lot, right? Yeah. You got Shea at the one. Yeah. You got Gordon Giddy. at two. You got Giddy at three. You got Jalen Williams at four. And then you got Chet at five. How is Pau going? How's Siakam going to fit in that? That shooting right there, Giddy cannot shoot from the three. You but, and I both know Siakam is ball dominant. I mean, if, if he can fit in as option two or three, he's fine. He's dominant. not fitting in. He was. He was a number if, two and or number three on that if, Toronto run. Was if he not? He would, if he would, no, he was number three. All right, so he can fit in. I said two or three. That's what I said. But it, but the thing is, where he at right now? He needs the ball. I mean, he's in Toronto. There's nobody left but Scotty and RJ. Right. So now. why is he not working this in, in Toronto? What makes you think that he's gonna work on a championship team or, yeah. or on a playoff contending team? Because I've yeah. seen him in that role being a two or three guy. I've seen yes, him in that when role, he, he was, was younger, great. when he had another capable superstar, when he had a capable point guard, when he had a defensive player. And Marcus was it Marcus Saul or mm-hmm. Valanciunas? No, well, Valanciunas. Valanciunas. When he had, when he had, yes, he didn't have to be the carrier of the burden. But now you're trying to put him on a team that's already established. It's gonna mess up the morale. No, it is for sure. But I'm just saying that's to a guy his, that can really fit in. To his point, like a contending team. That's why I feel like he wouldn't, he wouldn't make sense from our team either. Mm-hmm. He just does not fit the mold of our team right now. Like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. He, he wouldn't make sense for anybody's team besides the Lakers. Sack time doesn't fit in sack time. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm not, I'm not discrediting Sacktown, but I like the way they play basketball. For sure. And, and I feel as though why they, they decided to move away from Siakam is because he's going to slow their game down. They you got a point guard fast, that man. wants to run down, of course, and the whole entire team is with that. But then you got Siakam that just wants to slow pace, you know, steady moving. If anybody, if you want to trade anybody from Toronto, give us a Scotty Bond. I take that. I take Scotty in the hall. That's another Josh Giddy on your team, just taller. But yeah, we get we we give them Josh Giddy for Scotty Bond. <laughs> He trying to push him away. That's crazy. He got allegations. I was gonna say, <laughs> trying to find a way to get rid of Josh Giddy. But then we got a, we got a capable bench. So if you give up Siak, if you go get Siak, you got to give up your bench. You got to give up some key pieces. You got to give up a cap. Yeah. To so piggyback off that, that's what I was trying to say. Even if we tried to go after Siak, we couldn't put together a convincing like package. The, the only way, the only person that you would say like, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead, give some of the players away from is players like. Paul George, if he was available, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, yeah. Kevin Durant, and just superstar caliber players that you know that will come to your team and help you win right now. Not Siakam when there's going to be a question mark. Oh, y'all going to be from the three seed and just go to the two seed? Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. Okay, for myself, H-Town Rockets. Honestly, I was talking to Brad. Brad, if you're listening, there's a lot of stuff with the Rockets media, but he said a backup center. I agree with him as well. Jack Londo, he's cool, but we need somebody else that's more aggressive. He's more like passive and just takes up space and helps uh, uh, Alperin Sangoon get his time, get his rest. What's that gonna play? He, he, he's the five. Okay, okay, the five, yeah. So, who would y'all who would y'all trade for him? Honestly, I mean, Clint Capella's always been in rumors. Clint Capella's a guy that's gonna get you rebounds. He's not gonna, we don't need a scoring big man. That's the, you they don't need, okay, yeah, okay. Jack Londo, he's cool, but like, he's not really effective on defensive yeah, end. Clint Capella could be a good, a good relief center. Honestly, I feel as though with us, if Chat played last year and this year, you'll see, you'll see, like, oh, we would actually been like a better, a better, better team. Because, for sure, because you could see, you could tell that that's this said, is that's what I said before we started the podcast. That's yeah. what I said. I literally said that. Well, fellas, this is the end of the show, and we're now going to get into shoutouts. My favorite part of the show. So I want to first and foremost thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Shout out to the family. Shout out to the guys in the studio, and I hope everybody in the studio has a great semester. You know, just school starts back. So yeah, man, it's good to be back, man. I came to the show a little bit late today. I apologize, fellas. I had to handle some stuff with my advisors. You know, last semester graduating out. I'm excited to be back in the studio with the guys. Man, Jeff, Jalen, country. <laughs> Y'all my boys, man. It's been
been a pleasure. Um, I got plenty more shout outs to do, so I'm going to save it for the end. But, you know, trust God. Be great. Shout out to God, man. Man, I just want to say thank you to everybody, man. You know, we had an amazing 2023 season, 2023 a semester. Now 2024 starting off with a bang. You see guy jumped over the, did some Olympic thing, jumped over the, uh, what's it called, a barrier to hit the judge. Oh right? <laughs> Shouts out to his athleticism. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But also shout out to the FAMU football team, you know, SWAC champions, Celebration Bowl championship, all that. Like, just shout out to FAMU all in, in a whole for everything that they have given to us, done for us, and just like continue to help us grow in our academic and, and our academic careers and just our future careers in general. Thank y'all. I uh, want to shout out God. Shout out my dad. Even though he get the, the result he wanted in Celebration Bowl, he still put together a heck of a season. Country guys just a fan. You football, obviously, it's a huge, huge opportunity and uh, the cash in on it. Shout out Michael Penix. Get it done tonight. Bring Champ back to the 813. Halftime with the Playmakers is a product of WAM FM 90.5 in the School of Journalism and Graphic Communication at Florida AM University.